In the dead of night, when the moon is high and ill winds blow, and the banshees cry and the moonlight casts an unearthly glow, arise, my love, with tales of woe. Good evening, it is 12 midnight, the paranormal hour. Welcome to Ghost to Ghost. I'm your host, Chief Lawson. Ghost to Ghost is a podcast to discuss all paranormal and parapsychology subjects. You can find Ghost to Ghost on all major formats, so tell your friends, tell your family. Come listen to Ghost to Ghost. Alright folks, this episode is episode 6, and our subject today is the Rhodes Hotel. Now, the Rhodes Hotel is owned by a gentleman named Mike Couch, really nice guy. Got to talk to him uh, this last year up at uh, Paracon, Sault Ste. Marie. Uh, the, he also owns several other properties, and he uh, uses, uh, he does charge for admission to the properties, but he, the money goes to a good cause. It goes to Lost Lynn's Foundation. And uh, for those interested in that, you can look that up on www.lostlimbsfoundation.org. And there's more information to be had there. And hopefully there'll be more coming on the Rhodes Hotel and the other properties that uh, Mr. Couch owns here in the very near future on our show. So for right now, let's get right into the Rhodes Hotel. The Rhodes Hotel in Atlanta, Indiana has been reported to be one of the most haunted places in Indiana. To this end, it has been investigated by the, most of the popular TV shows, Ghost Hunters and Paranormal Investigators. Atlanta, Indiana is a small community north of Noblesville and lies along the historical Nickel Plate Railroad line, which runs right through downtown Atlanta and is one block east of the Rhodes Hotel. The hotel was established 128 years ago in 1893 by Newton Rhodes, who lived with, there along with his wife Clara and their children, Hazel and Everett. With its close connection to the railroad line, it became popular stop and saw a wide variety of guests. The famous John Dillinger was believed to have stayed here, and even though the rumors that Al Capone may have also slept a night under its roofs. While we may not be able to prove this, it was, would be not out of the realm of possibility. As After Newton's death, his wife continued to run the hotel, during which it operated as a brothel and a speakeasy during probation. The Rhodes family experienced a lot of death in the time in Atlanta. Newton's stepmother, Kathleen, passed away in the house, as did Newton himself in 1926, after a long two-year illness. Newton was well-known and well-liked figure in the Hamilton County and surrounding area due to having been a traveling salesman. He was also a mason in good standing, being a member of the Old Odd Fellows and Maccabee Lodges. Newton's wife, Clara, would live long life and eventually also pass away in the home in 1941. However, it is Everett Rhodes, who was only 19 when he passed away in the home, that is of particular interest. His obituary on April 15, 1909, states that he succumbed after several months to tuberculosis. The article also says that he had a long history of illness. 
He caught whooping cough at the age of four, which left him with lasting effects of asthma the rest of his life. It is his spirit that is said to be one of the current haunts. It is believed that due to the illness, he was confined to his room in the upstairs corner of the house. It is in this room that visitors and investigators believe they have interactions with Everett and have reported feeling short of breath and tightness in the chest. You're listening to Ghost to Ghost, and we'll be back after this commercial break. This is your host, Chief Lawson, on Ghost to Ghost, and today's episode is sponsored by MBU Services, General Contracting and Restoration Services. Serving all your general contracting and restoration needs, whether it's updating a bathroom or renovating a rental property or recovering after a flood. Here's the number you need, 317-832-3921. Again, 317-832-3921. And you will be able to find them at www.mbuservices.com. Again, www.mbuservices.com. And on Facebook at MBU Services. Again, thank you very much for listening to Ghost to Ghost. Welcome back to Ghost to Ghost, and we will continue our reading of the Rhodes Hotel. Two other spirits that are supposed to haunt the house are a preacher by the name of Lester Poor. It has been rumored that he roomed at the hotel as a lodger, I'm sorry, a lodger, and that he hanged himself in the attic. While I would confirm that there was a Reverend Poor that lived in the area in the early 1900s, I cannot find any accounts of his death at the hotel. There is also Sarah. She is said to have been a prostitute during the time of the hotel when it was a brothel. She is supposed to have also died in the house, but again, we cannot find any records to prove this. Whatever the identities of the spirits, anyone who has investigated the roads will tell you the upstairs rooms belong to Everett, and the two rooms reported to have been that of Reverend Poor and Sarah are highly active. There are reports of lights turning on and off and doors shutting on their own. Investigators have stated that they have been touched and heard footsteps throughout the second floor. Shadow figures have been seen and audible voices have been heard as well in these EVPs that have been caught. A previous owner had the upstairs window in Everett's room shattered from the inside with no obvious calls. After further research, he discovered that the window broke on the anniversary of the teenager's death. With me today, I have as a guest my uh, own research manager, Jennifer Fern, and Jennifer has been to the roads and has had some of her own experiences there. Jennifer, would you like to tell us a little bit about those? Yes. Uh, so currently, the owner is Mike Couch, and he says that the house is rather peaceful. While it is very active, nothing harmful seems to reside in the hotel. Mike runs the hotel right now as a charity uh, for his Lost Limbs Foundation. And you can find information on that on the www.lostlimbsfoundation.org and www.roadshotel.com. Rhodes is R-O-A-D-S. Um, Mike rents this out to investigators for charity purposes to help his foundation. Mike is an amputee himself, so his foundation actually does help um, young kids who need prosthetics to afford a prosthetic limb. And it was during one of these events he had a paranormal investigation team in and myself and some of our friends decided to engage in the ghost haunt on a Halloween night, actually. And, um, during that event, we were taken upstairs in small little groups and, uh, went through the different rooms of the houses. 
Now, me being a lover of the paranormal, I was extremely excited, but also very skeptical when they pulled out dowsing rides. Uh, dowsing rods to me are something that I think can be manipulated. Um, so when questioned if anybody would like to try the dowsing rods, I put my hand up immediately because I knew I would not believe anything that happened if it wasn't in my hands personally. Very good. So we were in the uh, preacher's room uh, and we were asking questions based along the storyline that the uh, Reverend Poor had been having an affair and had been found out, and due to that affair, he hung himself in the attic, which was a little side room off of the reverend's room, as they call it. So we're asking him questions, and I was holding the dowsing rods, and they were swinging forward for the yes answers, as we expected. And one of the group asked, did you hang yourself in the attic? Me, knowing the story, was expecting a yes answer. The dowsing rods in my hands swung no. Ah, very interesting, and we were all kind of perplexed because that was a story we had sure. expected a yes answer. After researching and finding Lester Poor, he was a preacher who preached at the Methodist Church, which was right across the street from the Rhodes Hotel. Mm -hmm. And I actually, in my research, found that he died in Washington State at the age of 86. So the ah. legend of him dying at Rhodes Hotel does not exist. It's urban not, legend. It's not. It's urban legend. So what I think was happening was we were probably talking to Everett. Could Everett be. did die in the house. Sure. He did not die from hanging. Um, so nor did he could, die in the attic. <clears throat> nor did he die in the attic. No, but he did die in the room right across the hall. Outstanding. So that was a really eerie experience. My first ever experience as an investigation. And one that really led me to start questioning even more. Uh, which is why I sought out the group. Well, I wanted to ask you, because I've never used dowsing rods, although I had an uncle once that used it to locate a water line for us. What was that like using those? Did you feel any tingling in your hands or anything while you were holding them? I don't know if you feel tingling in the hands, uh, not tingling per se, but you do uh, maybe an electric sensation. Okay, so you do feel something. You do feel something. Okay. Um, and I really worked hard to make sure my body was still and solid and quiet mm -hmm. and just let the rods know it, it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. I'll, I'll I give would it say that. So. But the fact that I knew one story and got answers for a different story is compelling. That's good. And uh, I know the house is very popular. I've had a lot of people ask me about that and if we'd been there. So that's, that's very interesting. Hope you enjoyed the reading of the Rhodes Hotel, and we thank you very much. All right, folks, it is that time you've been waiting for, the ghost story of the day. And here is Jennifer Verne reading today's ghost story. Today's story is from Haunted Indiana by James A. Willis. Hetty Hollow, the ghostly children of Hetty Hollow. Hetty Hollow, named after Hetty family, who once lived in the area, lies near the intersection of Allisonville Road and East 126th Street. Today it is a wooded area, but as the story goes, back in the 1800s, the Hetty family ran a schoolhouse here. One day a fire broke out in the school, destroying the entire building. Several children were also killed in the blaze. After their funerals, their tiny bodies were all laid to rest in Hetty Cemetery, which sits roughly a mile from the hollow. 
Today it is said that on certain nights, the ghosts of the children killed in the fire rise up from their graves and gather at the main entrance to the cemetery. They stand silent for a while, as if they are waiting to ensure all are present and accounted for. Then they walk, in mass down the street to Hetty Hollow, the scene of their demise. Once they arrive at the hollow, they again stand silent and then simply vanish. Historians are quick to point out that while there was indeed a Hetty family who lived in the area, there are no records indicating that a school ever stood in Hetty Hollow. Apparently, that has not stopped the ghost from congregating there. Of a footnote, I have recently looked at maps of the area, and there does seem to be a Schoolhouse 12 marked on maps from that time frame. Thanks again for listening to Ghost to Ghost. I am your host, Chief Lawson. You will find Ghost to Ghost on all major formats on the 15th of the month, starting at midnight, and every 15th of the month thereafter. If you'd like to be a guest on our show, maybe have a question or subject you'd like to ask about on air or be used on the show, please email us at ghost to ghost at spiritindiana.com. Again, this is ghost to ghost at spiritindiana.com. I want to thank my production staff on Spirit for helping me make these podcasts possible. Until then, see you next time. Stay safe. And remember, the truth is out there. Ghost Ghost Podcast and its contents is the property of Spirit Paranormal LTD, all rights reserved. We welcome you to download and play the podcast and share it with others for personal use. You may not accept with written permission, use, or distribute its contents for commercial use. Spirit Indiana Paranormal, covering the Hoosier State since 2002, Indy's oldest parapsychology investigation group. If you are experiencing what you believe to be paranormal issues, reach out to us for help at www.spiritindiana.com or at our hotline 317-883-9103. Again, that is www.spiritindiana.com or our hotline at 317-883-9103. Thank you for listening.